Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Making Sales Social Live, where today we're going to talk about curating content for LinkedIn. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bill McCormick, Bryn Tillman, and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. So, hi, Bob. Hey, Bill. Hi, Bryn. Hey, Bill. So, curated content. So, what is it? You know, when when I think curate, I think of a museum. You know, like the mm. curate of a museum or to curate. But when we're talking about about content. What curate means is the definition when you curate something is to collect, select, and present information or items such as pictures, video, music, etc., or I'll say blog posts, uh, for people to use or enjoy, and here's the key, using your professional or expert knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's just not posting something out into the, into the atmosphere. We want to use our professional expert or knowledge when we're curating, right, Bryn? Absolutely, and you know, it's interesting because often as business development or salespeople, we share content that we wanna share. Sometimes it's original content or sometimes it's our industry content, but what we don't recognize is that is not necessarily the content that will attract, teach, and engage our targeted buyers. So curating content is a big deal because we need to create uh, a followership of people that are prospects if we're doing this for social selling, right? And so sharing the right content really means a lot. So we've talked a lot in the past about social listening. So once we've identified what it is they care about, what kind of content they're engaging on, we can now go out and find content about their industry, about their client's industry, about topics that have not necessarily have anything to do with what we do. However, it needs to lead to our solution. So there, it has to be relevant in some way that resonates and can start a conversation that will lead to us talking about Um, industry insights once they're interested and open, right? I think curation is is absolutely critical, but it takes a lot of time for a lot of people to go out and find the right stuff. But Bob, you've got some tips on what people can do to make curation a little bit easier on a consistent basis. Yeah. So, I mean, when uh, to to go back to Bill's uh, museum analogy, think of the Internet as a museum. Now, the Internet is obviously a whole heck of a lot bigger than a museum. But then think about, you know, all of the areas within a museum that they curate. So like in an art museum, it may focus on one artist or one subject or a medium or type or that type of thing. When it comes to curating content, you can kind of think of it in, in the same way. So you don't have to look all over the internet because that's 
just impossible to do. So what you do is you could go to, say, the Feedly room. So Feedly.com brings in all types of content and you can then organize it into subject topics, whatever you want to. So then when you go in, you can have curated articles in there that Feedly automatically curates for you that you can then put out to your specific audience of the people you're trying to attract, uh, trying to attract and the people with whom you want to start conversations. I think this is a huge tip, Bob. Feedly, I think, uh, is totally under leverage, oh, right? So, so Feedly allows you to, as, as Bob said, search specific topics and subscribe to mm -hmm. bloggers and video producers, anyone that's putting out content. Mm -hmm. And it feeds you in real time the newest articles or the yep. newest posts. So you don't have, if you do the work once. Right. And as Bob said, you go in on a daily or every other day or every three days and you go, okay, I wanted to share content on XYZ topic. You yep. now have the newest, freshest, best content. Well, maybe not best, but newest, freshest content mm -hmm. at the top of the feed. And you can also, it also allows you to bookmark. So if yep. there's a lot of content that you like in there, you can bookmark it. So later on, when you go to read later is what it's called, you can see everything that you've liked and whatever mood you're in, then you can then go ahead and share that. So I just wanted to add that before we go to the next thing. All right, so what's the next one, Bob? Let's talk a little bit about Google Alerts. So when you go to Google to search for something, you're going out and pulling information from Google. That's probably a good way to think of it. With Google Alerts, you're entering in keywords and topics and things like that so that Google then pushes it to you. So you can set up alerts for any types of content. A lot of what Bryn just said applies here too. And then... You can have alerts sent to you daily or as it's published or whatever, and then you can use the content that's being pushed to you from Google in your curation for shares to, again, get that audience that, that you want to, uh, to, to bring into you. That's awesome. Bill, is there anything else you do for content curation? One of the things that I'll do is I'll find magnets, right? So people who are not only in my industry, but are selling to maybe the same personas that, that I'm selling for that create a lot of content. And so what I'll do is I'll go look through their feed. But one of the great things is when you go to the activity section and you click on their posts, so you're seeing all of their posts in chronological order, what I'll do is I'll go up and I'll bookmark that page so that I can come back. So I don't have to search for Larry Levine's profile every time and then go to his activity section and go to his post, I can just click on the bookmark and it takes me right to that activity section. And that's another great place for us to curate content. But here's the thing. Remember, when we're curating content, we're just not resharing that post and that's it. And right. so many people do that. I kind of think that that's like plagiarism. You know, you're just using somebody else to put some stuff out there. You want to make sure, like I said before, it's using your professional or expert knowledge. So what can you share about it? If you read a blog post about, you know, the, the 10 best things that every small business owner should do before retiring, write up a little bit about, you know, grab a quote from it and mm. say, this is what I got from it. And, in, and, and, you know, we talk about 
attract, right? So that content's gonna attract them. But what are the other two things? Teach them. So what can you teach them? And engage with them. It's social media. Don't forget to be social. Just don't post and ghost, but make sure we you come back to that and you engage mm-hmm. with that. So I think that those are important, important points. To I love that. Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. When you do that, one of the big things that we talk about with anything with content is building thought leadership. So when you are making your, your own comments on someone else's content and sharing it, you are promoting your own thought leadership as, as well. Mm-hmm. So that in the mind of your, of your readers, you are, you are becoming more and more of the, of the uh, go-to expert in your field that whenever they have a problem, they'll think, oh yes, um, someone just, you know, Bill just posted on this. I think I'll ask him about this. That's what you want. You want to become the thought leader in your industry. And so that means you should know what you're talking about. Good salespeople know what they're talking about. Why not let other people know that you know what's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it, love it, that. It, it's all about building credibility. Yes. You know, to, to, to be the, the credible person. You know, I, I came to a point in my LinkedIn training career where I, I needed help from another LinkedIn trainer. And there was this person named Bryn Tillman who who posted a lot and she had a lot of credibility in my book. So guess who I reached out to? That leadership. Yes, it does yeah. work. It does. The last it does. thing I think I think we, we should talk about, which is totally underutilized from a curation perspective, is hashtags. I, yep. I was right. Yeah. Just thought about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. So hashtags we use to be found, but let's use hashtags to find when we do our social listening. One of the things we've talked about is to identify the hashtags that our clients are using or following or the, you know, the content they're engaging on what hashtags were used. These are now hashtags we can click through to or look up to find more content using that topic that will most likely resonate with the people that have engaged on content with that hashtag in the past. Absolutely. It's like a circle. Yeah, it is. It's a flywheel. Yeah, a flywheel. That's better than a circle. Yeah, because because the motion keeps going and it yeah. builds and it builds momentum too. The, and, the, and- the more you put into it. And if you're not sure what hashtags you should be looking at, just put a hashtag in front of, from a front of some keywords that you would use on your website or that that the companies that you're researching would use on their head on their website. And that's a good place to start for hashtags. There's also we recommend you check out Andy Foote, F-O-O-T-E on LinkedIn, because he mm-hmm. does research on hashtags. You look at his posts and articles, I'm sure you can find it there, or just reach out to him and tell him you saw, you heard about him here uh, and um, get a copy of, I would say probably twice a year, he puts out a report on how well hashtags are doing and how yeah. many followers they have. Which ones? Yeah. I, I think it's like the, the list of the top 100 yeah. tags on, on LinkedIn. And so that's a great place to start. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, is there anything else we want to say about curation and curating content for LinkedIn? As the prophet Nike said in Nike 1-1, just do it. Just do it. Two quick things. One, make sure that you are looking at company pages as well, right, of of influencers. So, So Bill talked about having a magnet or an influencer on content. Look at companies that are in 
your industry or your client's industry that have content for sure. That's probably a good place to curate content. And a big one is YouTube. YouTube. There's so much great content on YouTube we can curate from there too. I just and wanted people, to know those two things. Yeah, yeah. And, and and people still love videos. I mean, if if they're watching this or if they're listening to this, I mean, that's a, I think that just proves it. All right. Well, hey, listen, thanks so much for uh, listening and we will see you next time. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.